30. Well, hello, everyone. My name's Corey. Uh, I, I'm doing a podcast here, and I guess this is the 30th one on uh, Midnight Corey. Uh, it was a podcast that started out as being just kind of like a thing about my blog, MidnightCorey.com, and uh, it was done after I had uh, done a bunch of episodes of the Midnight Podcast, and uh, so now, you know, I've been on hiatus from podcasting, and there's a big reason and that's because my son, Owen, was born in uh, December. On December 12th, he was born. And, like, right around that time is when I was supposed to release episode 30. And uh, it was recorded, but I had to edit it and put it all together and make it all fancy and nice-sounding for all you podcast listeners. And uh, it just never happened. You know, when you have a baby, your life changes. You get a lot busier. And I had to start pushing stuff out of my my schedule and the podcast was the first thing to go screw the podcast i mean it's it's not even worth doing <laughs> in the first place so why keep doing it when i have a son to take care of so uh yeah that's what i did um he's four months old actually to the day today it's like april 12th when i'm recording this and uh uh here i am again and you may be asking yourself uh, why why Corey? why are you doing this to yourself again why are you putting yourself in this position where you know you're going to make people upset and uh, things like that and you have your opinions and you're going to talk about other podcasts and and things and why are you doing this and well i did kind of miss it i mean it was kind of nice to get away from it for a while because i i was putting out a lot of podcasts on a weekly basis and, uh, you know, it just, it starts to wear on you. you know, I was trying to record an original song each and every week for you guys. And it was a lot of fun for me because it kind of got me going. It kind of forced me to write and record music and just have fun with it, which I want to do anyhow. But this gave me an excuse to do it. Uh, this podcast gives me an excuse to watch movies that I might not otherwise choose to sit down and, and watch just for enjoyment. Although, again, when I, when I was not podcasting there for these four months, I was watching movies that weren't horror movies, necessarily. You know, I could probably count on my hand the number of horror movies that I watched in the last four months. Um, you know, I, I was watching other stuff. Uh, I got really, really into the Trailer Park Boys. And, okay, Mick Pierce, if you're listening, you are solely responsible for getting me interested in the Trailer Park Boys. And being that I was interested, I checked them out, and now I love the Trailer Park Boys. I'm going through all their TV shows on Netflix. And so if you don't know the Trailer Park Boys, then you definitely <laughs> need to go check them out. But the reason that I say McPierce is responsible for all of this is for the longest time, McPierce had this series of avatars on Twitter. And it was of kind of this guy with these big googly glasses and stuff, and he kind of looked like a retard. And I always really liked his avatar. And he had several different versions of it come up, and I always wondered where it was from, and I never asked him or anything, but it was always something, that, you know, it was kind of cool. And uh, I don't know how I happened upon it. I was surfing around the web the one time, and uh, all of a sudden this picture comes up of this same guy that was McPierce's you know, avatar, and uh, apparently it was a character from Trailer Park Boys. It happens to be Bubbles from <laughs> Trailer Park Boys, who I think is probably my favorite uh, character on the show. But uh, 
So uh, when I happened upon this image, I'm like, wow, that was McPierce's avatar. Okay, I got to check this out because, you know, if McPierce is into something, I'm probably going to be into it too. And uh, there we go. The rest is history. I'm a big Trailer Park Boys fan now, and uh, although it's tricky because having a son, I really have to uh, watch what I'm watching. Uh, I, you know, I got to pay attention now, you know, before... Uh, yeah, I, I could sit around all day and watch whatever I wanted. I could watch Cannibal Holocaust or, you know, Mondo Kane, things like that. And uh, no big deal. I was the only one here. Now I have this young, incredibly young, developing human being that is forming things in his head, trying to make sense of the world around him, and just everything in his immediate sphere here is, is going to influence how he develops, how he thinks, and uh, I really would rather him not uh, <laughs> spending his formative years <laughs> in the living room with his father watching Cannibal Holocaust and Zombie 2 and, and, you know, things like that. There will be a time and a place for all of this in his life at some point, but I want to give him at least some chance for success in life. Just some kind of chance, because with a father like me, well, you know, he's, he's going to have a challenge ahead of him. <laughs> But uh, one lesson that I do plan on telling him, though, and, and trying to teach him very, very early in life, is that I'm going to support anything that he does, ever. I mean, you know, he decides to do this, decides to do that, I don't care. Right now, I'm hoping that at some point he's interested in uh, music, playing guitar, because I'd really like to teach him guitar. But, uh, and, you know, if he doesn't, you know, that's cool. That's cool. I don't know. Some people just aren't into that. Whatever. He's going to do whatever he wants to do, and I'm going to be supportive of it. Except for one thing, one thing in life that if he makes this decision to live the, this certain lifestyle and to do the certain things associated with it, I will not support him. Uh, and that is if he decides he wants to start podcasting. I'm going to teach him never, ever, 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 ever start podcasting because not only is it just a horrible thing to, to decide to go into in the first place, but second of all, uh, it, 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 uh, uh, it, it traps you, it, uh, it ensnares you, I guess I want to say, and uh, yeah, you can't get out. I mean, look, I've tried to quit podcasting now how many times? Like three or four. Um, this the Midnight Quarry thing here is like my, my third podcast, and so it's like... You know, I can't get away from it. I can't get away from it. It's like crack. It is. It's absolutely like crack. But uh, you know, anyhow, uh, I, I didn't. I, you know, I didn't go through the sweats and the the sickness and the withdrawal and everything, uh, as one would with uh, crack withdrawal. But uh, man, man, the the mental anguish though. <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm saying. Anyhow, um, yeah, yeah. So so what else have I been doing? During these four months, you know, I, I've had this, uh, had the sun, and that's been the majority of my life. Owen has been the vast majority of my life. Um, well, let's see. What did I do? I screwed over the Splattercast. How about that? Back when they do their awards thing, they email people, and they say, hey, do you want to present for the Splattercast Awards? And I responded. I said, yes. They, they asked me to present for, like, Best Director or something like that. And that was right during the time, within the first month or two of my son's life. So everything got pushed to the wayside. Nothing, nothing happened. So, uh, you know, of course, the deadline for the Splattercast thing came and went. And I just had to email Matt and say, listen, I'm I screwing you guys over here and I apologize. Taking care of my son, I really don't have time for anything else. 
And that was that. <laughs> Haven't heard from them since. <laughs> so, you know, I think I'm probably blacklisted now. But what can you do? I'm used to that. I'm used, I'm used to getting blacklisted. Used to people just, you know, turning on me, whatever. I, I don't care. But uh, actually, I do care. I, I do care because Splattercast is cool, you know, but uh, whatever. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, right around the time when he was born, uh, I, of course, I told you that I had an episode in the in the hopper, ready to go, just needed to edit it. So I left that episode unfinished. And uh, one of these times here when I need to release a podcast and I don't have time to record anything, perhaps I'll piece that one together and uh, it, it play it for you. Because it wasn't just my effort that went into that show. I had people calling in, and people sent me uh, MP3s and things like that. Uh, I feel bad that now I'm not playing that, so you know, uh, that's that. Uh, so maybe I'll get that out at some point. Um, this whole time, I didn't listen to any podcasts whatsoever. And in fact, I listened to the first podcast in four months uh, this past week. I just happen to be on Twitter. You know, I'm on Twitter a lot now. I'm getting back on there because I took a break from that. Getting back on Twitter. And uh, I noticed that uh, Stephen at uh, JAFMP posted something about, apparently there's some some controversy about censorship. Everyone's all, you know, talking about censorship now or whatever. And, and he had something going on with Drunken Zombie. And, you know, I like Drunken Zombie and everything. And so I knew there was some drama going on. And you know me and podcast drama. It's just like, I can't help myself, you know. And so I had to check it out. So, you know, Stephen, hey, I listened to your podcast first uh, in, in after my whole hiatus here. So, you know, congratulations. Uh, yeah, so now I'm, I haven't listened to any other podcast since, actually. But uh, I really should. And I will. I will. Uh, let's see. I have not... Uh, written or recorded any more songs at all. Surprise, surprise. I have a couple that I can play for you here, and I don't know if I'm going to get to playing one uh, during this whole whole uh, podcast right now that you're listening to. Uh, I may. I may. I, I have a couple finished. I'll, I'll think about it here. Um, but I haven't written anything new. I haven't recorded anything new. I've dabbled around a little bit, but, you know, my guitars and my drums and everything have sat very sad, gently weeping, you know, <laughs> Uh, I've been neglecting them, so you know that's uh, that's terrible. And, then, and now when I do pick them up and I play for more than like 30 seconds, like my hands really start to hurt. <laughs> oh man, because everything's just I, I let myself go, let myself go. I'm like 700 pounds now. You know, I finally got out of bed because they brought in a crane. <laughs> Uh, uh, other things, you know, I, I've been I've been just like dissing people this whole time. I haven't been returning calls and emails like like Root Rot, Root Rot, one of the greatest people in the world. Root Rot uh, has been calling me repeatedly, leaving me messages. And the, the last message, uh, he left me. I felt so bad. He was like, "Man, I miss you. I really miss you." I'm like, oh. I miss being in Root Rot's arms. I really do. And uh, did you think I uh, returned a single one of his calls? No, no, no. Um, various people uh, emailed me also. Uh, Carnage Cake, McPierce, uh, a lot of people. A lot of people emailed me several times, actually. Some, some people, I think Carnage Cake has emailed me two or three times and said, oh, you know, sorry you're not uh, responding to me. So he probably thinks I hate him. Uh, and I uh, you know I don't. It's just uh, I don't have time for much. Um, but now I do, and I'm, I'm podcasting again. And I just needed to do something else. I needed to to kind of break out of. I was getting a pattern of of just working, caring for the baby, working, caring for the baby, and that's that's being a parent, and I accept that. But I need something else. 
something else, some other kind of release and being in a back on Twitter. And it's like, you guys, you guys on Twitter, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, it's big, ugly, hairy, scary, you know, Eric, um, misfit boy, uh, angry puppy, you know, all these, all these guys on Twitter egging me on saying, come on, Corey, come on. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 13 years old and I'm uh, after school going around the, to the back of the school and there's the ring of, of kids, you know, hey, passing around a joint, you know, come on, Corey, come on, Corey, man, everyone's doing it. Well, you guys are, are, are the podcasters hanging around the junior high with a joint, you know, you're like, come on, come on, Corey, man, come on, just come back, dude. You know, like, you know, <sighs> And you know me and peer pressure. <laughs> I'm a pushover when it comes to that. And so here I am. Here I am. So congratulations, guys. It worked. I'm the cool kid. I'm in the cool crowd again. <sighs> but uh, speaking of Misfit Boy, another one of the coolest people in the world, uh, something that I did actually get to go out and do and, and enjoy and have fun with was uh, go see Michael Graves in Cleveland uh, with Misfit Boy and his wife Tara. And it was amazingly wonderful. I had a great time. We all had a wonderful time. I mean, it was just, it was great. It was like uh, a million and a half opening bands. And uh, Graves went on uh, about 11 o'clock and his set was all acoustic. It was Michael Graves and then two guys that looked like they might be Samoan or so. I don't know. But uh, two other guys on acoustic guitars. So, you know, three acoustics. And uh, man, he he just really rocked it out. I mean, it was it was absolutely amazing. Um, but uh, right before he went on, there was that band. Uh, 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 what was it called? Of the Psychic Fetus, which is uh, actually really cool. It reminded uh, you know Misfit Boy started talking about how much it reminded him of the Cramps. And if only this band had you know been uh, been around you know 20 years ago or 30 years ago, and uh, you know maybe they would have. Uh, uh, been a lot more popular, not 30 years ago. What am I talking about? Like 20, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that was a great time. I got to meet Michael Graves. Uh, I got to shake his hand. He, I, you know, I bought the illusions CD from him and he signed it and I got my picture taken with him. And it's like, I, I have this total man crush on Michael Graves. Um, and, uh, so he's, he, he's a fantastic performer, fantastic guy. And uh, he's doing his Radio Deadly podcast now, or it's basically a podcast. But it was so funny because he talked about it in the middle of his set. He was uh, in between songs, and uh, he, he said, okay, I'm going to play the song Radio Deadly acoustically here. I, I've never played the song acoustically because that song, you know, was done with a full band and it's all electric and stuff. And he's like, so I don't know how it's going to go, but, you know, and then he started talking about what Radio Deadly is and how that uh, it's part of Blog Talk Radio, which lets people get on and have their own shows and which is basically a podcast. And uh, Misfit Boy and I kind of laughed about that. And, you know, so podcasting, you know, Graves, uh, Michael Graves, you know, I have a tremendous amount of respect for you, but uh, stay, stay away from the social aspect of podcasting if you can is it'll it'll turn on you real quick real quick <laughs> no graves is the kind of guy that you know i don't know how you could hate him i really don't he, he's a really really genuinely nice person who really really appreciates the fans and he shows that and uh yeah what an amazing guy uh so yeah michael graves um and that's about it you know that's that's been my life uh, i've been uh yeah, you know, like, like I said, taking care of the baby. But now I want to podcast again. I want to talk about stuff. So uh, now uh, I might as well give you something worth listening to. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two things here, and that's that's all I'm gonna do for kind of this return thing. And then the next time, 
I podcast, I'll bring you more stuff. And, uh, you know, I'll figure out something witty to do, make you laugh and things, you know. But um, I'm going to play for you a song. Uh, It's a song I recorded back, oh, this is probably November, you know, November, beginning of December. And uh, it's a cover. And it's kind of a cover of a cover, again, because uh, this song I was listening. Okay, the the story behind this is I was listening to a lot of Grateful Dead. And... uh, I would put them on the Sirius Satellite channel, you know, that I get over uh, uh, cable, or my, uh, actually I have Dish. And uh, so while I was working during the day, I'd put that on the Grateful Dead channel. They play live Grateful Dead all day long. It's amazingly wonderful. And uh, so this song comes on, and uh, it was it was something that's a little out of out of the vein of the Grateful Dead. It was kind of a weird song for them to do. And I started, I looked it up, and here it was a cover. Well, the name of the song is Broken Arrow, and most of you may have heard Broken Arrow when Rod Stewart covered it. Uh, did you know his really gay Rod Stewart impersonation? You know, a take on it. Um, and uh, I really don't like that version. I like the Grateful Dead's version. But actually, originally it was done by Robbie Robertson, who happened to be in the band. You know, the band, the band. And uh, during his solo career, he did this song, Broken Arrow. And I had no idea that he had done this. And uh, although, which is amazing, because it's one of his more popular ones. So yeah. Um, Rod Stewart covered it, and then the Grateful Dead covered it, and it's great. Phil Lesh sings it, and he just belts this thing out. Like, he is just so darn happy to be singing this song, and it makes me happy inside. So I had to kind of do a cover of, you know, the Grateful Dead's cover of it, although I have, I don't even have, you know, a fingernail of talent compared to the, to the Grateful Dead's immense universe of talent. But, uh, <laughs> um uh, uh, yeah, I just decided to do it, and it was a lot of fun. So I'm going to play for you Broken Arrow, and then I'm going to talk about a movie that I watched over Netflix, and it was it was a horror movie, as a matter of fact, one of the like two horror movies that I watched. Um, and that's going to be Pinocchio's Revenge. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Netflix, and um, uh, uh, yeah. the other, Actually, the other horror movie that I've watched... Uh, was Return of the Living Dead Part 2. And I'm proud to say that uh, that was my son's first horror movie. And it happened to be a zombie movie. So his, his first horror movie was Return of the Living Dead uh, Part 2 because uh, he was in my lap and, and facing the TV while I was watching it. And I, I think he was probably still at that point where he really wasn't um, noticing a whole lot of things, not really paying attention to much going on around him because he's just trying to get his bearings. And, and uh, you know, <laughs> the whole concept of sight was, you know, only a few weeks old to him at that point. So he was, you know, still getting used to being alive. Uh, so, you know, watching Return of the Living Dead Part 2 was uh, not something that I don't think he was fully capable of doing at that point. But he was there, it was in front of him, and I'm sure that's going to affect him some way. So, yippee. But, uh, yeah, so I am kind of proud to say that. But, uh, anyhow, yeah, talk about Pinocchio's Revenge. And why did I watch that one? I don't know. It was on the one list it came up, and I'm like, let's see what happens here. <laughs> boy so thank you for listening I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be back i'm gonna try to podcast as often as i used to try to do it every week but i can't promise you anything because who knows what's gonna go on now that i'm caring for another human being
a bizarre piece of evidence in the trial of an accused child killer. How could the man who made this have murdered his only child? Evil comes in all shapes and sizes. His lawyer believed he was innocent, but she couldn't stop his execution. 
Now, her daughter has been given something she was never meant to have. Sorry, she spotted it before I could get it wrapped. And the soul of a murderer may have found a new home. Zoe's been having these horrible, violent nightmares lately. Zoe, what are you doing up? Her therapist thinks she has a lot of repressed hostility. Pinocchio can't become a real boy if you keep doing bad things. What are you doing with this, sweetheart? She's a very disturbed little girl. She's protecting me from Pinocchio. I know what evil looks like. I see it in the eyes of my clients. And I'm telling you, I don't see it in my daughter. You have the power, Zoe. Pinocchio can't hurt me. Give me life. What do I have to do? Cut my strings. At least I got to give you something somewhat worth listening to here for this big, interesting, wonderful comeback podcast for me, right? Oh, well, you know, as a reward for you listening, oh boy, I'm going to talk about Pinocchio's Revenge from 1996. Oh boy. Um, I, like I said, I watched this because I was just looking for something to watch on Netflix and, uh, you know, this one came up on a list somewhere and, you know, back uh, during while I was doing the podcast before the whole break there, I talked about a lot of like doll movies, you know, like killing dolls and stuff. Uh, and, uh, so this seemed to be in that vein and it, it uh, I think Netflix said that I would probably rate it with three stars. And so I'm like, oh, well, three stars, that's, that's, you know, pretty good for the horror genre here on Netflix. So I'll try it. And, uh, yeah, well, uh, 1996. Okay. Directed by Kevin Tenney. And uh, I wasn't aware of this, but when I looked it up, it appears that Kevin Tenney was also the director of such films as Witchboard and Night of the Demons, the original Night of the Demons. So uh, that's pretty interesting because I like Night of the Demons. Uh, I haven't seen Witchboard, although I plan on watching it here soon. But, uh, um, you know, we're right in the middle of the 90s, and it's just basically one of those really stale 90s horror movies. Uh, the 90s weren't very good years for horror. Um, you know, you had the Scream movies, which, you know, were pretty good, um, but not a whole lot else. Um, yeah, so they're not that great of stuff. And this is one of them, for sure. This is representative of one of them. I mean, it just uh, it, it wasn't very good. Uh, it was, it, you know, even though it's about uh, killing people, uh, it's largely nonviolent. Uh, there's a little bit of blood here and there, but, man, I just kept feeling like I wanted more, 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 more. Uh, you know, they just needed to take the violence and the brutality a whole lot further, and it would have been a much cooler movie. But, uh, I don't know, maybe they didn't have the budget for it, I don't know what the budget was, but, uh, I don't think it was very much. And even what they did have went into production values, because... Really, uh, the look of the movie is really good. You know, it looks like the people on the technical end knew what they were doing. They knew how to create some interesting camera movement to work with lighting and shadows and, and things. And, you know, good soundtrack, good sound effects. And that was good. But that's really all it had going for it. Because I'll tell you what, the acting sucked. 
it, it was it was bad. Uh, the leading lady was okay, um, and she I guess she did a lot of a lot of TV and, and things like that. So she she looked like she knew kind of what she was doing, but everybody else was terrible, and that's including the little girl. Um, the little girl, there was just something about her I did not <laughs> like her at all. Um, you know, I think a lot of it was that she was overacting, and you know, it's kind of like. She was up on stage for her third grade play <laughs> and, and uh, really trying hard to, to do well. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was just unfortunate. Um, so what it, basically what the movie's about is you got uh, the beginning of the movie. You see this guy, he's caught in the middle of the woods. The cops find him uh, digging a grave for his dead son. And he's uh, he says he didn't kill his son. He's burying him, but he didn't do it. But, of course, the police don't don't believe him. And so they, uh, they take him in and whatever. And while they're kind of looking around the scene, they find uh, buried this Pinocchio doll. So the Pinocchio doll is part of the evidence in the case and whatever. And they take it in. And the, the guy said he didn't do it, but he wants to be killed anyway. And it, it's kind of confusing. Well, the, the guy, the, or the lawyer who is defending this guy, uh, ends up taking the Pinocchio doll home by accident. She can't figure out how it got into her car, but she accidentally takes it home with her the one day, and and uh, uh, her daughter ends up finding this Pinocchio doll and falling in love with it. So it's like her new best friend, and of course, the Pinocchio doll starts talking to her and starts uh, you know killing people and everything, and, that, and that's really about it. And by the end of the movie, you realize that really it wasn't the Pinocchio doll at all. It was just a little girl, and she was just delusional, and she ends up being committed at the end of the movie. And the thing is, they don't really do a very good job here of... Uh, putting a question in your mind as to, is this really the little girl or is this really Pinocchio? You know, if you do have that question in your mind, it lasts like two minutes and then you're like, well, they said it's the little girl because there's, there's no shocker at the end. Um, it doesn't kind of make you lean one way the whole entire movie and then pull something at the end and completely turn your world on its, on its ear. You know, it's nothing like that. Um, which is why I said it, it's a fairly stale movie. Uh, there's not a whole lot of, of interesting things going on in it. So, yeah, yeah, that's just too bad. The thing is, the, that storyline about that guy, you know, killing his son at the at the beginning, and, and he's the whole reason that they have this Pinocchio doll in the first place, um, I, there's a lot that should have been done with that storyline to kind of wrap it up or to kind of, of incorporate it better into the main storyline, which is this lawyer, her daughter, and, and the Pinocchio doll and everything that goes on there. But nothing else was done. It just wasn't interesting. Uh, it, it was. It, it just kind of dropped off. It's like it's like they decided to write this part into the movie, and then they just completely forgot that they had this whole storyline going, and they didn't realize it uh, until probably like the day they were shooting. But by that time, they just had to do it anyhow, and they had to shoot it. <laughs> so they were stuck. They were like, "Well, well, what can you do?" I guess. Um, and. Uh, uh, but that's that's the thing with a lot of this movie is that uh, it seemed like it was kind of fluffed up, kind of padded a little bit, and I think they needed to, you know, pad things up to maybe make that 90-minute running time. I don't know. That's how it felt to me. Uh, Could have been a lot better, man. Man, I was disappointed. Even though I do like the concept of you know the deranged little girl killing people, that's cool. But uh, they didn't pull it off well. So, very disappointing. I was hoping for something much, much better than this. Um, although, you know, I, I think they were trying to uh, kind of refer to the movie Halloween. Um, because there were parts in it 
that uh, remind me of it. Like there's the there's a scene where it's it's the little girl and she's holding you know the big kitchen knife, kind of like the scene in Halloween where it's you know young Michael Myers holding the kitchen knife while he's standing in the kitchen and he has that costume on, and uh, so that that kind of that made me think of that shot, um, you know, and and it's like. You know, this deranged little girl, you know, she's committed at the end. And, of course, you know, the, the story of Michael Myers, he was committed, put in a mental institution. Well, the little girl's committed, so it's like she's going to grow up to be Michelle Myers, you know? And uh, I, I think this movie was looking for a sequel. I don't think there was a sequel. Um, you know, as I'm, I'm looking here, there's no mention of a sequel. Uh, I'm going to do a quick Google search right now because I, I'm fancy and I have my computer right in front of me. Believe it or not, um, I'm just gonna Google uh, Pinocchio's Revenge 2, and uh, nah, nothing comes up. Nah. So, no, nope, there's no Pinocchio's Revenge 2. Um, and I'll just say this: I mean, I might as well while I'm saying everything else. I thought it was dumb they used Pinocchio in the first place. Why use Pinocchio? There was no uh, rhyme or reason to Pinocchio, you know, uh, it's just, uh, it was stupid, you know, pick something else. I don't know if they were trying to distance themselves from, like, the Chucky dolls and things like that, uh, where they're, you know, they decided to go with Pinocchio to try to be original or something. I don't know. I don't know. It was dumb. And there was no reason to do that, no explanation for why was this Pinocchio, you know? I don't know. So there you go. Uh, if, if you're looking for something to watch on Netflix, you know, you can probably find something a lot better than this. Um, so on my fancy little rating scale, uh, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10, and that's being pretty nice. Um, but uh, like I said, the production values were pretty good for all intents and purposes. But do not watch Pinocchio's Revenge. All right, I guess I'm going to try to rap for you guys. I've never fucking rapped live before, and I'm kind of fucking drunk, but I'll give it a shot. All right? A great kitty white one in a tabby too And a big orange guy put snakes in my shoe Mad MC skills leave you struck And I roll with my kitties and my herd as fuck I'm down with Play-Doh and Socrates And I like to get busy with all the ladies Going back, something, 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 something Got yeah, enough of my shit, off of my shit well, you listen to my podcast, and it's the, it's the first podcast after, you know, I haven't been gone like four months. I really appreciate that. Uh, I just got to give a big thank you to everybody who, especially on, on Twitter and through emails and stuff like that, have encouraged me. And, and a lot of people just said, hey, you know, you're, you're definitely missed. And, and people were talking about that, and people were asking if I'm going to come back and when I'm going to come back and, and things. And I kind of, you know, toyed with it there over the weekend on Twitter saying, yeah, I'll, I'll be coming back and, and stuff. And, and people seemed excited, and that was that was pretty neat. That was really cool. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that there are some there are some real, you know, honest, genuine people out there that uh, you know are just very cool. You know, uh, the ones that come to mind again, Misfit Boy and and uh, Eric, Big Ugly Harry, Scary. Um, uh, who else? Like Gracie, Gracie's Poppy, uh, North Cal Mike. Um, and there are a whole bunch, and these are just off the top of my head, like Vaughn and Steven and all those guys, you know, hey, hey, you guys are really nice. Root Rot, of course, the Witch's Hat. Uh, man, man, you know, that's, it's very flattering, and again, it's, it's good to be doing this again, because it's always been a fun kind of therapeutic thing for me, and I get to talk, and, and, I don't know, get some, get out some things that I'm feeling and thinking, and, and, and you know, meeting some really cool people, 
but also meeting some real idiots too, like you very well know. I've run into way too many of them in my day. One of them being those clowns over at the Mail Order Zombie podcast, and, and you don't listen to Mail Order Zombie. I mean, you do if you want to, but just realize that by listening to Mail Order Zombie, you're supporting a lot of the things that are really very, very wrong, wrong with podcasting. And uh, so, no, don't listen to them. Don't listen to all their little click of, of friends there, all their little buddies that get together to monetize their podcast and things. You know, screw that. You know, it's okay to make money through your podcast if you're using it in support of some other talent that you have. You know, the podcasting is not the means to an end by any means. You know, there are people out there supporting their their writing, supporting their, their uh, filmmaking, supporting their songwriting, things like that, uh, supporting the local music scene or uh, things like that. That's fantastic. But, uh, you know, whenever, <laughs> whenever you think that podcasting in and of itself is a way to make money, first of all, you're, you're just going to be sadly disappointed and you'll be crying all the way, you know, to the soup kitchen. And uh, also, you know, you're, you're really undermining, I put this up on Twitter earlier today, you're undermining everything that's great about podcasting. Podcasting is free. Podcasting, anybody can do it. Uh, you, you shouldn't have to pay for it. I mean, it is free entertainment that people are doing just because they love to do it, not because they're expecting a paycheck from their poor listeners. And that's, you know, that's not what we're about. And I've said this too many times. And uh, you're like, oh, well, Corey's podcasting again. I wonder what he's going to be talking about. And, well, there's no surprise here. You're not disappointed. Uh, yeah, yeah, wow. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, I will be back again hopefully next week. And uh, be looking for that lost episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, uh, the, the episode that I, I didn't record, not an episode of Lost on TV, but the one that – the episode that I didn't finish. I am talking way too fast. I'm going a million miles an hour here because I don't want to bore you. But I keep screwing up and it makes me go longer. Let me start this whole thought over again. Uh, the episode that I was talking about earlier that I did not finish because of the birth of my child. Um, be, be looking for that in its edited form here at some point maybe. Um, so yeah, that's all I was trying to say. <sighs> yeah, I'm rusty after four months. What can you do? But uh, anyhow, again, thanks for the support, and uh, I'll talk to you guys again next week. <laughs>